live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Monday here in Sin City. Welcome to Wager Talk. I'm Teddy Covers at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined as always with my co-host Ralph Michaels at Cal Sports LV on Twitter. Welcome to all of you Zumo viewers watching on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters. Let's get right into it, Ralph. We have a ton to recap, plus Monday Night Football preview, AL or NLCS preview. We have Arthur DeCesar coming in from Caesars Sportsbook. The link in particular, he'll be joining us on the final segment of the show. So we're loaded with a big show today. Let's start with NFL recap. We're going to do this right off the top. We call it bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. B, 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 B. And we'll start with this. It was a big day for dog bettors yesterday, Ralph. NFL underdogs 9-3 and three against the spread. And for the season, unders have been the way to go. Unders cashing nearly 56% of the time over the first six weeks of the NFL campaign. Yeah, you know, we've seen another nice dog day. The away teams broke even, so they're still well over 60% for the year. And I think we see... Yeah, people were expecting the pass interference penalties to get called more with the challenges. Last year, the total started so fast to the over with the uh, with the way the new coverages and the way they were calling plays. I think we're just seeing an adjustment that these Vegas totals are a bit high. We're seeing a lot of new betters to the Las Vegas markets. That tends to lean to the over. And again, 44% to the overs right now, 55.8% clip to the unders so far this year. Yeah, so if you're blindly playing road teams, blindly playing underdogs, and blindly paying unders, playing unders, you've had a pretty good start to the NFL campaign. We're going to go through every game. The goal is not just to recap what happened. And of course, there's plenty from a point spread and total perspective to talk about what happened. But the goal is also to be able to use this info to make wagers today if you want to for the NFL action for next week. Let's get right into it. And last night, we'll start with Sunday Night Football. Steelers go wire to wire. Anthony Lynn's seat is growing warmer in L.A. And when you talk about a team with limited home field advantage, the Chargers come to the top of the list. Yeah, the game was played in L.A. It was all Steelers fans there last night, just like it is when anybody plays the Chargers in L.A., their fans take over the stadium. Chargers have no fan base, and it hurts them big time right about now. There's no question. It's a game that if the Chargers had a home field edge, you were playing a an undrafted rookie quarterback making his first road start. Well, what's the most important thing? We've talked about this with Bridgewater and all the young quarterbacks. Yeah, any quarterback can play with a 24-0 lead. You know, Rivers fumbles that ball early, gives Pittsburgh a 7-0 lead. Hodges is never forced to do anything. You have a rush attack that's going well. So, uh, again, a big difference for a young quarterback being able to go on the road and an environment where even the TV announcers called it either 60-40 or 70-30 in favor of the Steeler fans. Yeah, I'll take the over 70-30. Uh, to the Pittsburgh fans, it was a Steelers crowd. And again, uh, you know, this is a Chargers team that's now two and four. 
They came into the season, they were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. Is there any hope for L.A., or is, is this one of these deals? They are who they are, and this year's Chargers aren't any good. They are not. Uh, you know, the advantage they have is, you know, playing in the division. You've got a lot of people equal to them. Yeah, Oakland's playing better, and, uh, you know, Kansas City's now up and down. It's still open because of... KC not being the KC Chiefs we're accustomed to, having injuries on the O-line, and Mahomes uh, being hobbled. But again, this is, from moving forward now, they need to reel off a few wins in a row. Yeah, I'm not sold on the Chargers having one of their second-half comebacks. They've had a number of them in the Phillip Rivers era. I'm not convinced that this is going to be one of those years. Well, we talked about the way the day ended yesterday. Let's talk about how the day started yesterday. That was with Jameis Winston Throwing not one, not two, not three, not four, five picks, seven turnovers altogether for Tampa Bay. But all the all I was talking about was a free kick that went wide right uh, with that weird play right before halftime. Nonetheless, the Panthers win their fourth in a row, all covers with a backup quarterback. They've been a lot better without Cam Newton than they were with him. Even I had a tweet out. Did anyone have a prop on will there be a free kick? Just because you see it so infrequently. And I'm sure there's casual fans out there that weren't even familiar. There's a free kick rule in effect. So, uh, again, any team that's plus six turnovers is going to win the game. Tampa Bay kept in it, though, surprisingly. So, you know, you look at the stats and Kyle Allen, 227 yards. It was the job they did on McCaffrey. We've talked about McCaffrey just being a stud. 22 carries for 31 yards. Again, an entire different perspective the way the game plays out when it's a 7-1 to turnover margin. Yeah, and that's one of those games where you look at the stats and you say, I don't want to weight these stats fully because Carolina had short fields all day. Tampa didn't. Tampa moved the ball all day. But when you turn the ball over seven times, you're going to have yardage edges. You're not going to win ballgame. And it doesn't mean that you're a great offense moving forward. So biggest upset on Sunday was the Jets outright uh, over Dallas. It was a weekend with a lot of upsets in college football. We'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's show. Uh, but for the NFL, when it comes to straight up, I mean, the Jets were plus as high as plus nine early in the week. But once Darnold was announced, the line was plus seven, plus seven and a half. Wire to wire job. Here's the question. Ralph, yes or no, are the Cowboys a fraud or is this three-game losing streak just a blip on what Dallas' season is going to be? I don't think they're a fraud. I mean, they have the talent. You know, when you group when you group the people you have, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, you know, that trio matches with anyone. You talk about their defense, they're a top 10 defense. You look at the box scores. I mean, if you didn't watch the game, for Dallas to have 26 first downs, Elliott to have 1,100 yards rushing, Prescott 277, no interceptions, and you don't turn the ball over, you expect to win. It's their red zone issues that need to get fixed. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm with you on Dallas as the losses being more fluky than bad. We'll talk more NFL when we come back. Wager Talk continues. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Back here on Wager Talk, Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. We're going through every game in the NFL. Yesterday, the goal, to learn something that will help us moving forward. And of course, talk about the wackiness that comes with some of these betting results. Pretty wacky result in Kansas City. This was one the wise guys got right. Nothing but sharp money on Houston yesterday. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs, back-to-back home losses as chalk. They've been a bad point spread team in recent weeks. And their defense got absolutely gashed in the second half of that ballgame. You watched early. looked like Casey was going to kill him. Then Mahomes tweaked his ankle. The offense wasn't right after that. Houston comes from behind and pulls the outright upset in Arrowhead. That's four straight games the Chiefs now have failed to cover. And you have a defense that is just, we knew they were one of the worst rush defenses in football. Their big offseason acquisition, Clark, has now 12 tackles through six games. He's getting two tackles a game. Mahomes tweaked his ankle. We saw that. And, of course, KC was playing without two offensive starting lineman. So that was a big deal on why he got pressured. But the key to KC is, you know, if you can rush the ball enough to keep close to him, even when they're healthy, you were always going to cover. That's why the back door is always open with the Chiefs. 
Chiefs are going to get Chiefs are going to be fine. Chiefs offense is going to get rolling. Their defense is going to be what it is. And uh, they're just going to have to outscore opponents from here on out once Mahomes has a healthy ankle. Sure. Once Mahomes has a healthy ankle this week, Kansas City travels on a short week to go to a Denver team coming off a shutout win yesterday. Not going to be easy for KC to win that game. And that's clearly evidenced by the opening point spread. It's not like the Chiefs are laying a touchdown on the road. They're a field goal in Denver on Thursday night. How good are the 49ers? Yesterday was impressive. And I compared them here to the 99 Rams. I'm asking, are they 99 Rams? And the reason I use that team is twofold. One, that team's always burned into my memory. That was my second year in Vegas, and I I don't think I've ever made more money with a football team than I have with the 99 Rams. I saw it early. I bet them every week, uh, and I cashed a lot of bets uh, on St. Louis at that time. The comparison is that the Rams were nothing. For a half decade prior to that one season, and all those draft choices had kind of piled up, and all of a sudden, everyone was healthy, they had a quarterback, they had a coach, and they were really good really fast. San Fran has been nothing. The last four or five seasons, they've been garbage. uh, They've accumulated the draft choices, they have a quarterback, they have a coach. Niners looking scary right about now from a power rating standpoint. San Fran behind only New England? Anyone else yet power rated ahead of the 49ers right now? You know, I'm just looking, and last year set them up for success. I disagree that they they were they weren't anything last year. They were historic as far as turnovers go, and that's going to change your season. I believe they had 26 turnovers, negative 26 turnovers as far as a margin yeah. goes, which was the second most in the NFL in the last 20 years, and they were still plus yardage. They were not a team that only uh, should have won as few games as they did. So you had a team that that played well, but turned the ball over so they didn't score. You add in, you know, perhaps the best defensive player in the draft last year in Bosa, who fell to him to number two because of Murray going to Arizona. You had Garoppolo, who we never saw what he could do because of the injuries in the partial seasons. You know, you had a rushing attack and you had a defense to go with a very good head coach. Uh, again, no surprise to me. I, I guess the level of, of of as good as they are. I bet them to make the playoffs and I bet them to win the division, but that was a flyer. I actually thought the Rams would win the division and the 49ers would need some injuries on the Rams to do it. But, you know, we're seeing golf. People are finding the issues with golf. And San Francisco right now could be the best team in the NFC, but I am not going to annoy him as far as one of the best teams in the last 20 plus years. Let's let him get into a little bit of controversy and let's see where the chips fall when we have multiple back-to-back games in a row that are difficult and you have to play from behind and, and you have some issues with your team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a very early to be calling San Fran the 99 Rams, but the point was, Worst to first, and not just worst to first, but worst to really good, <laughs> like uh, St. Louis was in that particular season. We talked a minute ago about a team the wise guys got right, the Houston Texans yesterday. They've been getting the New Orleans Saints wrong, basically, since Drew Brees got hurt. We've seen sharp money saying, oh, the Saints aren't any good. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater's not any good. Oh, the Jags deserve to be favored here. Well, New Orleans now 5-0 and straight up, 4-1 and against the spread in games decided by a touchdown or less, including an upset win in Jacksonville yesterday, in which that defense absolutely dominated, making Gardner Minshew look like a rookie and not like a mustache. I may sound like a broken record, but Teddy Bridgewater, since he came in, 
has yet to play from behind. The Seattle game, they got a couple early scores. Well, that's why they got a game by 250 yards. Their defense allowing 257 to Dallas, 252 to Tampa Bay, 226 to Jacksonville is the reason the Saints are doing what they are. It doesn't matter if it's Bridgewater or Breeze in there, although a tough road game last week, and now we're putting Bridgewater in a back-to-back road situation for the first time. Uh, we'll see. Saints, again, I-, I think I think their defense gets the credit for what they've done. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. That defense has impressed the heck out of me. They're going up against a pretty good D of their own in Chicago this weekend. If you watched the show last week, you know about this trend. The Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, 18-2-2 against the spread as a non-divisional home favorite. Well, now they're 19-2-2 against the spread as a non-divisional home favorite in the Mike Zimmer era. era. Impressive showing for Kirk Cousins, but the Eagles secondary was a mess yesterday. They were wide open receivers all day long for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 22 of 29, 333 yards. But again, let's put it in perspective. The Eagles were out three DB starters. So uh, it's exactly what you expected. You know, Delvin Cook had only at 41 yards. Madison was the leading rusher with 63 yards. But the Vikings got out to the 10-0 lead after that first drive, having to force Philadelphia to not play the game they want to play. You can't rush against Minnesota, so that puts Wentz in the position they are. And we all know this. If the Vikings are going to rush for 100 yards and Kirk Cousins can use play-action pass, he is a very serviceable quarterback, you know, in the upper half of the NFL quarterbacks. It's when they can't run and you force him to throw when he has his issues. All right. We've got, uh, let's do quick hitters here on the back half of the NFL slate. And, of course, we've gone through the biggest headlines, but let's start with some of the other ones. Fitzmagic comes through for Dolphins betters, trailing 17-3 in the fourth. Josh Rosen gets benched. Fitzpatrick comes in. A pair of touchdown drives and the missed two-point conversion. Bottom line. Dolphins, betters, got the money. There weren't many of them, Ralph. Not many at all. No, I I think, you know, you might have heard, uh, make sure Drake doesn't catch that two-point conversion because we don't want to have a win. We want the number one pick in the draft. All we have to do from here on out is lose to Cincinnati in week 15 if we're both undefeated, if we're both winless. Yeah, and, and the talk was that Drake, after the game, said, oh, yeah, we practiced that play, but I wasn't the running back who practiced it, <laughs> which tells you something about that. Browns and under took money on game day. Wrong and wrong. Impressive come-from-behind win for the Seahawks on the road. Cleveland's woes and Baker Mayfield in particular's woes continue. I watched the game closely. It really wasn't Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham dropped a few balls. Another ball when uh, uh, Hilliard was the running back, excuse me, was in the end zone. It bounces off his chest. Well, with the running backs and with Chubb, why do you have Hilliard making that play? So uh, it wasn't the Browns' fault. I think there's going to be some value moving forward on the Browns. They were such a popular pick. Now people all want to fade them. I think I'll be jumping on the Browns' brand wagon pretty soon. Yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of that. The Falcons got steamed up. Wise guys liked them. Public liked them. Well, they found a new way to lose yesterday. Rally from behind to tie the game. But Matt Bryant, he only missed three extra points in his whole career. Missed his fourth with the game on the line. Atlanta goes down. Back-to-back wins for the Cardinals. 
Quality win. Arizona, Kyler Murray looking like an NFL quarterback. I was impressed to see it. Yeah, Murray's been really good each of the last two weeks. The Ravens' points red slide continues. They're over since week one. The Broncos pitch a shutout. Mariota looks awful. And, of course, Yankees-Astros extra innings, minus 180, too high for anything in that series. We'll be right back here on the DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com slash grid. 
and open up a points bet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, points bet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you hit the Packers minus three and a half, if they beat the Lions by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Ralph Michaels, Teddy Covers here on a Monday, noon hour here in Vegas, 3 o'clock hour on the East Coast. And there's basically two games that we're going to focus on during this segment. Monday Night Football tonight and, of course, the NLCS Game 3 tonight. Let's start with Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers. At Lambeau Field. It's not a frozen tundra this evening, but it is still the legendary Lambeau Field. Uh, Packers minus three and a half, total of 46. The game day money showing for the over. This was 45, 45 and a half this morning. Definitely we're seeing over money. From a side standpoint, this was as high as six earlier in the week. Then, or last week, Devontae Adams was announced as out and the wise guys seem to like that Lions statistical profile. Plenty of sharp money showing for Detroit so far this evening in a series that has been one-sided in recent years, Ralph. Remember when the Lions hadn't won at Lambeau for 23 years and the Packers had won every meeting and they couldn't beat Brett Favre? That was then. This is now Lions 2-0 and straight up against the spread against Green Bay last year, including a 31-0 wipeout at Lambeau. 2-0 straight up and against the spread against Green Bay in 2017. That's four straight wins and covers for the Lions in this series. They've won straight up at Lambeau three times their last four visits. This isn't a house of horrors for Matthew Stafford and company. Teddy, in fact, in those four covers, Detroit covered the spread by 72.5 points. So 36, that's 18-plus points per game they've covered. You have a team that has confidence. You have a team that's off a bye. You have a scheduling situation where the Packers are off a very physical game against the Dallas Cowboys and a very meaningful win. Uh, again, I have the, the smallest of opinions in this game, you know, and I do think Detroit can get enough done without – without Devontae Adams. You know, remember, against Philadelphia, Adams had 180 yards, 10 catches. Against Minnesota, he had seven catches for 106 yards. Taking Rodgers as number one out of the mix uh, is a situation where, you know, I, I, I don't want to do. Rodgers hasn't proven he can find that number two or three guy. With that said, though, Aaron Jones rushing against the Detroit defense that it has allowed 120 plus yards in each of their first four games on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I, I look for a lower scoring game, so I'm going to go against the line move in this. And if I had to pick a side, I would lean with the underdog. Yeah, see, I mean, the Lions have faced Arizona, the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. Those are not elite defensive teams, not a one of them, not a one of them is in the top half of the NFL, 
Say what you want about Green Bay. And I understand their their yardage totals last week in Dallas were ugly. You know, they gave up 500 yards in that game. They were in control throughout. Those yardage numbers don't worry me about the Packers' defense. So while Detroit has faced one relatively weak defensive foe after the next, Green Bay has faced Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Philly, and Dallas so far. You know, Broncos off a shutout. Bears defense, no joke. Vikings defense, no joke. From a defensive class standpoint, the Packers have proven it that they can hang hang around against teams that play defense and move the football against teams that play defense. The Lions haven't proven it, not because we don't know they can do it, but they haven't faced anyone in the top half of the NFL in basically any defensive statistical categories yet this season. So even though from a spot standpoint, yeah. Detroit, extra time to prepare. The fact that it's quadruple revenge for Green Bay and they've proven that they can win against good defense. Detroit hasn't. That has me leaning in the other direction from you on this one, Ralph. Total-wise and total-wise as well. I could only play the under in this ballgame. I do not trust the Lions' offense to move the football against Green Bay's solid D and the Packers without their best playmaker at wide receiver. You know, uh, we've seen plenty of second-half problems from Green Bay this season when it comes to being able to move the football once the adjustments are made for the defense. I lean under and Packers in this one. So you like the you like the under, right? You didn't want the over in this one. Yeah, yeah, no, I I would lean with the under, and like I said, it would be the the lightest of opinions if if I were forced to make a side, it would be on Detroit. No ticket on this game either side or total for me. Yeah, I've got I've got Packers in my pocket, so for me it's real. Um, <laughs> it's real. It's on. Uh, you know, because and it's important to differentiate. There are times on this show we're going to give you opinions to go. Yeah, I lean that way. Okay, when I say I lean that way, that means I didn't actually take any money to bet it. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I got the Packers in my pocket. That's a stronger opinion than yeah, I lean this way. Uh, and of course, we break down a lot of games here on the show, so it's important to differentiate between what we're actually betting. And what we sort of lean towards, Green Bay is something that I have bet. They're in my pocket for tonight. I'll be rooting for the Packers on Monday Night Football. Let's talk prop shop right now. There's a ton to go through. Matthew Stafford, uh, and I'm going to use the Caesars lines because, of course, we have Arthur Caesar from the Link Sports, but one of the Caesars properties coming up uh, on the show in our next segment. So we'll use Caesars numbers today for the props. Obviously, one thing with props, they do vary from book to book. And it's important to shop around because you, know, you, you want to win games by half a yard, not lose props by half a yard. Stafford, uh, over under 257 and a half yards, uh, over under one and a half touchdowns, the over minus 130. Rodgers' passing yards are slightly lower, 255 and a half compared to 257 and a half for Stafford. But Rodgers, more juice with the over on the touchdowns. Stafford's only minus 130 on the over one and a half. Aaron Rodgers is minus 150. Teddy, I think it was a very important statement you made about shopping props. Whereas if you're betting a side or a total, you may be a half a point off and and you're looking for the best line available. There's times if you like a prop, you may find one house putting out a 255 number 
and another house putting out a 245 number, you can have a much more, uh, a much bigger difference than just a half a point when you're looking at yardages. And sometimes it may work to your favor to use a different number because you really like a prop where you're betting less yards and you're getting a more positive number. With the two quarterbacks, Stafford, no opinion on that. With Rodgers, I do like under 255 yards. We talked about Adams being out. The Detroit defense has only allowed 55% completions. Yes, they played Arizona. Yes, they played Phillip Rivers. Yes, they played Philadelphia with wide receivers banged up. And yes, they played KC, which we don't know how much uh, how much he was banged up at quarterback. But the numbers are still solid for me. So out of that first group, I do like Rodgers under 255 and a half. Let's talk some running backs. Carry on Johnson, just rushing yards. 70 and a half is the over-under. Aaron Jones, I got rushing and receiving yards at 98 and a half. Johnson is only 3.4 yards per carry on the season. He's got 251 yards in four games. His long rush through those four games, only 14 yards. He's not breaking the big ones. I'm not playing him under as a result of that. I'm not playing anyone in Detroit. Uh, I'm not playing him over as a result of that. I'm really not looking to bet any of these Detroit props over tonight. I think uh, the Packers defense is going to give us some trouble. Uh, Jones, uh, rushing, receiving 98 and a half yards. He's got 19 catches for 150 yards plus 78 rushes for 302 yards rushing. If I was going to play one of those two overs, it would only be Jones. I, I'm not asking for Johnson to have a big game. Completely agree with the thought. I'm not going to play anything on Detroit, but when you're talking about Jones, he does have 19 catches. That's number one. If you're going to leave Adams out of the mix and and with with Detroit's defense, Aaron Rodgers is very likely, I think, to have a lot of dump-off passes to Jones. So completely agreeing with the Jones prop. Let's talk Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones Jr., over under 62.5 receiving yards. Uh, he's gone over the last two after going under this number, the first two. He's averaging 69.3 uh, yards per game. Geronimo Allison making a, a, an appearance on the prop report uh, for tonight. He's over under 45 and a half receiving yards. He only has 10 catches for 104 yards all year, but without Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison will likely to be on the field. A lot more touchdown props. Kenny Galladay, uh, Kenny Galladay, who's really impressive. Uh, he's yes, plus 150, no minus 170. He scored touchdowns in three or four games and he's had eight or more targets in every game. Jimmy Graham touchdown. The yes is plus 195. The no minus 235. He has two touchdowns in five games, but he's had two games, Ralph, where he's only had one target. That's not a guy who I'm looking to bet yes on the touchdown prop with this evening. There were none in that mix that that I wanted to jump out. Yeah, I've got a streak going, Teddy. I've given out my top prop each of the uh, last three Mondays. They won. I'm going to go back and just go back to one we talked about early and and go on the limb and give out another top prop on Rodgers under 255 and a half pass yards. Right on. Hey, three weeks you've done this and three times you've gotten the prop selection right. Ralph goes for four in a row, says take Rodgers under total passing yards tonight. Total made field goals over three and a half, uh, over under three and a half. The overs plus 140. Defensive special team touchdown, the yes, plus 255. I'm going to bet in that longest TD of the game, over under 42 and a half yards. I'm not expecting points in bunches. I take under on that one. We'll be right back here on Wolf. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. You should be following SportsGrid on Twitter at SportsGrid. That we can get all of this content and information uh, for you. Every time a show comes on air, uh, you'll get a notice if you follow at SportsGrid. And, of course, download the SportsGrid app. That way you can get content quality content like this on demand every single day. There's 18 hours a day of live programming now. Get the SportsGrid app from wherever your app store is. And there's one more follow that you need to have, you should have, for Twitter. That's our next guest. 
Art Dice 21. At Art Dice 21 is the Twitter handle. The man's name is Arthur DeCesar. He's from the Link Sportsbook, one of the Caesar Sportsbooks here in Las Vegas. And Art, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join Ralph and I. How are you doing on a Monday afternoon? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm doing very well. Happy to be here. So I wanted to start off today's show. And what we'd like to do is give people out there, because there's so many new bettors. There are so many guys that don't know the nuances of what we do. And even though you and I are on the opposite side of the counter, there's one thing that a lot of people have in common when it comes to betters bet, bookmakers bet. Let me ask you this. I know the answer to this, but I know some of our viewers probably don't. Are bookmakers in Nevada allowed to bet? And if they are, where are they allowed to bet? Are they allowed to bet at their own casino or do they have to go somewhere else? Or how does it work if a bookie wants to bet here in this state? Uh, Teddy, absolutely. Um, I don't think you could be in this business and love sports and love gambling the way we do, whether you're on the side you guys are on or, or the side I am and not be a better. Yes, we are allowed to bet. Yes, I do bet. Um, you're not allowed to bet at your properties. But uh, as you know, there are plenty of uh, places to go in this town. You can literally go to any corner and find a casino or a kiosk or something. So there's plenty of opportunities for us. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's Arthur. one of the great advantages of living in Las Vegas, living in Sin City. But I mean, that's I mean, nationwide. I'm talking, you're talking to people from Jersey and Pennsylvania and Iowa and Indiana. There are more and more options for people around the country. So, uh, of course, bookmakers out here bet. I just want to you know, get it from the bookie's mouth. Uh, and <laughs> I want to ask you, I'm not going to ask you how much in terms of the size of your wagers, but what sports do you bet? And are you a guy, are you making bets on a daily basis? Or are you once in a while, I'll get down a wager kind of thing? Or is this something you're doing and you're sweating out games every bit as much as we are for your own bankroll? 100%. I am sweating games out just as much as you guys are. Uh, um, my favorite sports to usually bet are college football. I love NBA over-unders and I'm a big NHL guy. NHL. Awesome. So you must be excited with NHL uh, having started. NBA over-unders and college football. That's your top three. Do you get involved in any of this NFL stuff? I know the public loves the NFL. Uh, I've grown to love the NFL over the years. Do you do the NFL at all? Or do you are you fairly disciplined where you really just stick into the three sports that you know that you do well in? Well, I think discipline is a big thing, as you guys know, and finding your little niche and what you feel, you know, you can make a profit in. But as far as the NFL goes, listen, the NFL is – you know, the Rolls Royce of sports betting. We all love betting the NFL. For me, though, I, I stay away on a weekly basis. And actually what I've done to curtail my fix is I've gotten in some of the contests around town, which allows me to still have some NFL stuff going on. Awesome, Arthur. Well, again, you're not an NFL guy. We know that. So tonight's game, uh, I guess you'll be rooting for whatever the Caesar Sportsbooks need tonight. Tell us about how the action is going at the link and at the Caesars properties for tonight's Detroit Lions-Green Bay Packers game. Ralph, we've seen a pretty decent liability on Green Bay. There's still lots of tie-ins with uh, money lines and parlays and teasers. So, I mean, Green Bay is definitely going to be a liability for us if it hits. The total seems to be a wash. No one can really make their minds up over or under. So that's kind of where we're standing on the Monday night football game. 
I'm going to ask one more question about your betting, though. Because <laughs> it's interesting. You know, it's interesting to me to hear, to hear, you know, the guy behind the counter and what he likes to do. Are you a guy, when you talk about your betting NHL, your betting uh, uh, totals in, in um, NBA, and your betting college football, are you the type of guy you're going to find one good wager and that's what you're betting on? Or are you the type of guy that, hey, man, I'm peppering the board. I'm going to make a bunch of smaller wagers and thinking that your edge is greater with a bigger number of plays. Let, you know, little edges over time with a, a bigger number of plays versus a handful of big bets that you make. Which way do you do it, uh, Arthur? It's a really a, a, an interesting question. And I apologize if I'm getting too personal, but I'm not asking you how much you bet. That's nobody's business, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the number of wagers, are you a guy that bets a bunch of games? Or are you a guy that really is very selective and might only bet, you know, one or two games on any given day? Teddy, I'm very selective. I think if you would have asked me this 10 years ago when I was in my early 20s, I would have said, I'm peppering the board. I'm betting 20 games of college football Saturday. And like anything, we get wiser as time goes. I like to focus on one game, maybe two at the most. And if I hit, great. If I don't, I move on to the next day. So important. I mean, that's a philosophy our viewers need to really pay attention to is you have your bets, you set your bets, you make your bets, and you move on, win or lose. It can't change the way you you go into the next day making your bets. Well, everyone wants to hear how the books do on after an NFL Sunday. We saw five upsets by teams of a field goal or more in Arizona, San Fran, Houston, Pittsburgh, and the Jets. I'm going to guess that makes for a pretty good day for the sports books. And let's see. I'm going to guess that your number one teaser was perhaps the Dallas Cowboys minus seven down to minus one. True or not? Ralph, absolutely true. Once again, we've talked about this for a couple weeks now. The Cowboys are, are public, public, public. Everyone bets the Cowboys. And when they're playing a Jet team that has Darnold back off of Mono, the, the Jets were huge for us. It was a really good day for the books. Besides Seattle, Seattle was something that, hurt us a little bit because we had a lot of Seattle money, but when, when, when the Jets are not only going to cover, but they're going to win the game outright, I, I mean, it, it can't be any better for us because everybody was pounding the Cowboys. So you're right. It was a good day for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I and then the Jets were good. It's not just the fact that uh, they covered, that was a teaser killer as well. And when you have a handful of teaser killers, your liability on those teaser parlays or those teasers go down to basically nothing, and your uh, your hold uh, becomes a big percentage of your handle, which I'm sure uh, pleases the guys upstairs. So uh, the biggest loser yesterday, you're saying, was was the uh, Seahawks, and the biggest winner, the Jets. Any other big decisions and uh, uh, from yesterday? And the other question I want to ask is. It seems like the last couple of weeks have been pretty good for the house in the NFL. Has this been a good start to October? One of the better starts to October for uh, the Caesar Sportsbooks? Or is that just my impression is a little bit off that it's, it's good, but it's not really good for the books through the first couple of weeks? That's 100% correct, though. In the last two out of the three weeks, the house has really, really cleaned up. Um, but yeah, as far as yesterday goes... Like I said, Seattle was the worst case for us. Cowboys was by far the best case. And then outside of Seattle, like I said, everything was pretty positive for us. The Rams was uh, a big one for us because I don't think anyone was trusting in the 49ers. Even without Gurley, people were still taking the Rams. So, you know, the Rams losing outright like that was nice for us. And even the Sunday game, people seemed to be 
on the Chargers. Oh, well, you know, let's go against the third string quarterback. So that was a nice way to end the night. So good day for sure from beginning to end. Now, do you ever worry about betters running out of money? You know, when when the when the books have big weekends and one and then after the next, after the next, do you start to see the handle really go down after about the third or fourth week? Because guys just don't don't have that same recreational money to better. Does it stay pretty steady regardless of whether the books, uh, whether you had a big week uh, or a bad week? Does the handle the following week uh, is it noticeably affected by what happened the previous week? You know, that's interesting. I, I think the way to look at it is, yeah, we have our local guys who are coming in and out of our books, but, you know, this is still Vegas. People are flying in every weekend, and they got plenty of money to bet. They're coming here with discretional funds to say, hey, I'm here for a weekend. I'm going to bet some games. So we always have that, you know, influx of people. So I don't think it ever really is something that we worry too much about because we know every weekend we got a new crew of people coming in. Arthur, one thing people may or may not realize, we're talking to you at, at the link, but the Caesars property, of course, Caesars Palace, Rio, uh, Harrah's, the Flamingo, Bally's, Paris, all of those are, are, are moved consecutively, right? It's one pool of monies for all of those wagers. And the question I have is, the apps have become so popular. Caesars app, I think now is what, two years old for the sports books. Your handle on a Sunday, is there more over the counter or is it more online with the apps? Uh, you know what, Ralph? I, I think, yes, we have nine properties. So you're still going to get a lot of over the, over the counter action, but the app has become such a big thing because also every place is offering an app. And we also, like a lot of other places, at the link and at Caesars, we also offer the kiosks. So you see a lot of people going to the kiosks too. I mean, you know, maybe people just want to stand there because sometimes at the counter you can feel rushed. So the app, you don't feel rushed. The kiosks, you don't feel rushed. You can kind of just stand there and go through what you got to go through. So we have a lot of options for people. So you know, one way or the other, the money's coming in. It's just what you feel comfortable doing. Yeah, and of course, I mean, the the kiosks are great. Uh, if you don't want to have, you don't want to talk to anyone, <laughs> you don't have to. Absolutely. So you don't have to ask any embarrassing <laughs> questions. It's not a bad way to get started uh, betting. Uh, and of course, it's fairly easy uh, to use as well. Uh, we talked about Sunday. Let's talk about Saturday in college football. Biggest winners for the house, biggest losers for the house on Saturday. And how was the day overall? Of course, we're talking to Arthur DeCesar. From the Link Sportsbook, one of the Caesars properties here in Las Vegas. So, talk about Saturday. Winners, losers, day overall. Saturday was a great day. Um, overall, early, Georgia was great for us. Very positive. Uh, a lot of people were on Georgia. A lot of people were on Georgia's second half. Uh, as far as the Red River game goes, Oklahoma, Texas. Lost a little bit on the spread, but the over-under was was really good for us. A lot of people were pounding that you know high over. Um Bama hurt a little bit, but, you know, everybody's just going to continue to bet like teams like Bama and Ohio State blindly because that's just the way it goes. And later on, USC was huge for us. That was great. That comeback was very big for us. So USC late was very nice. And the uh, LSU-Florida game, because it basically pushed, was kind of a wash. Arthur, in about a minute, uh, we all love hearing the the great – Big hit stories. Are there any underdog money line parlays that anyone hit? And how big of a liability it really is that for the Caesar Sportsbooks? You know, Ralph, you see them every weekend. You know, a guy would throw 100 bucks, 500 bucks on a 3 4 team. 
money line parlay. I haven't seen any in the last week or two, but I'll definitely keep my eye on that. But those are always fun when someone gets one and you're like, okay, that could pay, you know, 500 to win 30,000. And, you know, it always seems to come down to the last game. But, uh, yeah, no, nothing of note lately, though. So here's your chance, Arthur. Obviously, you work for the Lake Sportsbook for the Caesars properties here in Vegas. Promo and plugs, man. Take it away. What do you want to tell our viewing audience about your property and your sportsbook? All right, Teddy. I appreciate it once again, guys. Um, listen, guys, just come down and see us at the link. You know, we hit once again, great setup down there. Everything going on. We got kiosks. We got the app you can get. We got plenty. We got five windows where you can bet. So just come down and check us out, guys. And, you know, come say hi. Maybe if you've listened to this a little bit, maybe come say hi to me. I'll be more than happy to talk to anybody. So uh, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Arthur. You've always, I mean, we appreciate having you on. And you always give it to us straight, which is what we appreciate the most. Uh, plus, quality information. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again next Monday. For tonight, enjoy the games. Good luck over at the link. When we come back, oh boy, I got a story for you guys. You don't want to miss this one. This is the only reason I'm on this show today. It's kind of a Monday night football game 20 years ago. We'll talk about it after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. So I got to tell a story, you know, uh, we got to, it's uh, <laughs> betting one-on-one time. I'm going to talk about the time I went all in. I moved out to Vegas in 1998. My first year in Vegas was pretty good. Uh, developed a little bit of following online, made some money betting, went back to Michigan that following summer, sold the house, brought the girl out. Uh, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do from now on. And then proceeded to lose. <laughs> uh, September was okay. October, rough weekend, rough weekend, rough weekend. October 25th, 1999 is a Monday, Monday night football, Steelers against the Falcons, Pittsburgh at home, four and three. They have Cordell Stewart. Behind center. Atlanta coming off the Super Bowl loss to Denver. Jamal Anderson got hurt early. They're one and six. Everything's going wrong for Atlanta. And I'm looking at this game and I'm struggling. You know, I don't have a job. <laughs> I'm living off of what I'm betting and the bets have not been good. And I look at it, I'm like, this is it. This is the game. And I've lost that week and I've lost the previous week and I think I lost a week before that. And I'm like, F it, man. This is it. And I went all around town. I was betting Atlanta plus six and a half. I was betting Atlanta on the money. I put, uh, I was betting two thirds plus the points, one third on the money line. All over town. Everything I had, literally. And lo and behold, what happens? The Falcons stink. It's awful. It's 13 to nothing, Pittsburgh. I'm dead. I'm like, this is the end. What am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to make rent. I don't know why. I'm, but I literally, I did not know what was going to happen. And then, of course, the Falcons had to come back, and they scored, and they scored again. And they almost, they're, they're first and goal, and they can't punch it in in the final minutes to win, but they at least covered 13 to 9. If they lose that game, literally, I don't know if I'm in Vegas a week later. That might have been the end of me. Don't put yourself in those spots, all right? You don't need to go all in. I forced myself to go all in. I really, I was nervous. I've been losing. And I'm like, this is it. This is my game. I'm going to do it. Bad decision. It worked out okay. I won the game. I survived. That's not the way to beat sports betting over the long term. I encourage you to make better calls than I did when it came to my all-in game, although I did cash a ticket, Ralph, going against Cordell Stewart as charge. Learned a lot in 20 years, Teddy. Like you said, that was October 1999, almost 20 years ago to the day in 11 more days. So we'll have a beer to celebrate that day. Amen, brother. Have a beer tonight. Enjoy the games. Good luck.